That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Monday, January 13th, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast covering Monday Night Raw. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and, ladies and gentlemen, he said he was going out for cigarettes. We thought he abandoned us forever. <laughs> but Raj Giri is back on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I got, I got lost on the way, but it, it's good to be back. Good to have that's you, man. All, that's what they all say. Then you leave us alone for 15 years of our life. <laughs> right. And then I become a lottery. I become a potential uh, lottery draft pick by being a McDonald's All-American. Now you want to come back in my life. I I've been hearing, uh, been hearing good things, so I thought I'd check back in. <laughs> yes. uh, Dion asking, who's the new guy? For, uh, not familiar, Raj Geary, the owner and proprietor of Wrestling Inc. <laughs> yeah, Sad yeah. Year. I was been in India for like two and a half weeks, got back, still a little jet lagged. Uh, th- that last hour of Raw was, uh, it was good, but uh, just... I've been up at like three or four in the morning every day, so uh, it's getting pretty tired. But it was, I thought it was a pretty good episode. Well, if you haven't been watching, you know, uh, I mean, Matt, what did you think tonight? It felt to me like half of this was a rerun and the other half was pretty cool. I like the ending. Yeah. I like the spot. I like, I like Buddy Murphy getting some shine like that. Yeah, I agree. I, I just think it, I think it would have been a little more effective if he was coming off of a win. I don't think he should have beaten Aleister Black, but somebody else, somebody uh, else. because he's just coming off of so many losses, and you know, then to be put in this main event heel faction, I just think a, a couple wins would have, you know, I think made it more effective. But I still, I still like it. I like Buddy in that group, and it, and it's giving him something. Yeah, those are three. Those are three out of the four people that they're completely taking from the mid card if that if not the beginning of the card and turning into a main event act and it says a lot about the faith in seth rollins as well yeah yeah uh did you just see Corey graves tweet is that about raw no. tonight but it's uh he tweeted 15 minutes ago right when raw went off the air wow f this fire me i'm already fired uh, that's a rick flair line from uh yeah. nitro in the 90s Gotcha. Well, everyone is uh, freaking out about it on Twitter right now. People people not deep with... It's a weird time with social media, man. This weekend was a cluster. I don't know. Let's not even get into all that. Let's talk about Raw tonight. Uh, Opened up with, like, Randy Orton getting the ring. This bothered me that uh, it took five minutes before Randy Orton started speaking tonight. Uh, By the time they had him get to the ring, uh, they 
teased what was upcoming and then we saw randy cutting this promo against aj styles aj coming out uh drew mcintyre coming out and uh this triple threat match what'd you think of that matt awesome awesome love drew mcintyre being featured here yeah i haven't caught up on all the raw since i've been gone but did Drew McIntyre turn babyface, or did is I mean he's clearly a babyface now, but did he turn, or is he just now a babyface? It just was random. He just randomly turned face. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool. Seriously. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I didn't see anything that you know he kicked AJ one, Styles what, or anything. Right. There wasn't like this one week where he just went, "That's it. I'm the good. I'm a good guy." You know what I mean? It was just as. What was it? A promo, right, Glenn? He just yeah, with the dare me to do it, dare me to do another kick, and uh, just getting the audience when, behind him. It was kind of cool, actually. Heel, I'm sorry. Which is a heel thing to do, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like the fans turned him in a way. It was kind of the rare time when it worked. Remember how they wanted Roman to be for a long time, sort of like this Han Solo tweener. Um, and I think with Drew, he just sort of stumbled into it. I think everyone thinks he's cool, but I think this works better than that weird sort of like, I'm berating you like some sadistic life coach uh, during a match thing. Like, I think this is a better gimmick for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell he's, you know, he's he's doing his best, too. You know, he's trying to get the crowd riled up. Um, so, yeah, yeah, this will be... Uh, I wonder if they got something big in the plans for WrestleMania for him because it seems uh, seems interesting the timing for his face turn. So we had AJ going on in the promo about doing Randy's moves last week. We had uh, Randy do the Styles Clash tonight on AJ. I mean, is this as cool as they think it is? Clearly, I mean, in the video games, I love when he could steal your opponent's finisher, but is this actually cool in a match? I don't think so. I think if it's done the right way, you play a game of one-upmanship with it, and maybe that's what they're trying to do, but I don't think it's working. I think it's just corny. Yeah, I think if they had a big one-on-one match, like at the Rumble, and they were doing it in that match, like on a big stage, then I think that would be cool. But just here on a random Raw and Orton hitting the Styles Clash, AJ kicking out, I just, first of all, I don't think anyone should kick out of the Styles Clash unless it's in a big match on a big show. But um... well, here's here's the thing. If this was real, right? If this was a real fight or boxing match, let's say, or MMA fight, I know it's wrestling, but let's check that off for one second. If this was real, real life, okay? And I'm fighting you, Raj, and you're and you've won all your street fights in the street, the mean streets, or wherever the hell you're from, with this nasty left hook punch, right? And I'm winning all my fights where I am in the mean streets along with Florida. With an over with an overhand right or a headbutt, let's say. So me and you eventually get into a fight at a bar. Would you stop in the middle of the bar? And go wait, wait a minute. What's Matt use again? Oh shoot, Matt does lots of headbutts. I read in the in the police report. I read he did an overhand right in five out of seven of his fights where he got locked up for it. Um, okay, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing. And it's going to mess with his head. That's what I'm going to do instead of taking advantage when I see Matt kind of. You know, getting, you know, uh, on Dream Street a little bit from some of my punches and my jabs. Instead of knocking him out and winning the fight, I'm going to take a chance and use some things I've never used a day in my life in the middle of the fight. And let's see if it works. <laughs> you would never do that. You would never do that. And to answer your question about Styles Clash, 
because it's not AJ Styles, Styles Clash, it's still protected that he didn't get beat oh, by yeah. it. Yeah. If that makes well, sense. I don't it's know. It's so if... stupid. None of it makes yeah. sense, if we're being honest. But <laughs> if Stallone taught us anything, it's that turn your hat around, you're going over the top. That's all it takes. You get that one move in arm wrestling and you can win any match. Why wouldn't professional wrestling be the same? But using that logic, why wouldn't everyone just use the most devastating moves? Well, you wouldn't do any of this. It's not even the devastating part. It's the part that you would not stop in the middle of a fight to go, this will get in my <laughs> opponent's head. Right. I see he does a lot of headbutting in his fights. I'm going to start doing that to him now because that will mean more and mess with his head more. That's so stupid. No, nobody would do that. <laughs> in the video game, it's fun because it gets boring as F using the same finisher all the time. Yeah. But I don't uh, know. I don't know. I, I just feel like Orton and AJ, it's, they're two big, you know, two of the biggest stars in the brand. Mm-hmm. I, I'd want more than them just, you know, yes. wanting to copy each other's moves. Yes. And they should be giving you more. Yeah. Yes. But Drew winning this match was cool. I think he came out that, of it looking like a million bucks. If that if that was the what's the word I'm looking for? The phrase is a phrase for this. If that was the one redeeming quality, whatever the word is, yes, then great. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're you know they're giving Drew that baby face push. Uh, it made total sense that he won. I, I wish they would have had a fourth person in this match again. I feel like with AJ and Orton, they're in a feud. Two of the bigger stars. I'd rather not see either of them lose right now. You know, until their feud is over with, have a fourth person in that could take the fall. But, you know, again, that's nitpicking. I thought uh, overall it was what it was supposed to be, and Drew getting the win made all the sense in the world. So we went from this tonight. Uh, they leaned heavily on Monday Night Messiah. Man, if you thought last week was much, uh, this week there's merch up. Uh, I think it's telling at the end with Buddy Murphy joining him. I think he's going to have 12 apostles by the time this is all done, uh, the way he was talking tonight. What do you think of this this character and the way Rollins is selling this now, Matt? Better than what I first thought. I mean, if I'm being honest. Um, I still think it's, again, corny to continue to call him the Messiah or whatever, but it, because of the faction and, and, and what they're doing with him by taking, again, three mid-card acts, and making them meaningful says they trust him a lot. And I'm for that. I'm for that. I'm definitely for when they take mid-card acts and try to make, get them to do something better because we bitch and complain week after week. Why don't they do this with this guy? Why don't they do this with this girl? Why does she always – I'm telling you, she could be a main eventer. I'm telling you, he could be a main event talent. They just give him a chance. Well, they're watching him give him three talents that we didn't think they'd give a real chance to, a chance now. So we got to give him credit on that. It has nothing to do with the Messiah stuff, okay? Yeah. But it has to do with that. We just got to, you know, give him a tip of the cap for doing the right thing and taking three very good talents and trying to turn them into something more. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I also think you don't want to add too many mid-card talents because ultimately when you have too many, it brings the group down. You know, like no one remembers Edge and, and Zack Ryder and, and Kurt Hawkins as, as stable, right? You remember Legacy. I mean, you remember Evolution. Uh, groups like that so you don't want to add too many more people buddy murphy i think is a good choice because he can go mm-hmm. maybe one more like a batista type of guy who you they know, still need a big guy yeah yeah like a big guy who has world title potential and just leave it at that but i, I like that seth is you know um tweaking his character monday night messiah doesn't roll off the tongue for me but i, I like that seth is trying something new trying to change his character it kind of reminds me mm-hmm. This new character kind of reminds me of CM Punk with the Straight Edge Society. Oh, definitely. You know, it's got a yeah. lot of, you know, uh, 
uh, like a little uh, straight edge society hangover. But um, it's it's good to see Seth in that role. It seems like he's comfortable finally after kind of floundering as a babyface for so long. But Straight Edge Society at least had a mission statement to it. I mean, if you think about Dark Order, all these other factions, what's what's their purpose? What's their goal? You can't just say, oh, to take over the show. Straight Edge Society, CM Punk, I think having a unified message is what made it cool. Yeah, and it's still early. I mean, yeah. but yeah, I mean, we say that all the time and it never materializes. But yeah, right now, I guess it's just to be a stable. Okay, Matt. So Ricochet tonight had a match against Mojo Rowley. Good for Mojo or bad for Ricochet? <laughs> Terrible for Ricochet. Bad he for won. Ricochet. He won. Yeah, but like he should be being better talents than this. Come on. <laughs> he just should. I, I figured this guy when he first debuted, and if you were to ask me these many months or a year later, however long it's been since he's debuted. Would he be working Mojo Rally? Uh, no. Right. He's kind of an afterthought right now. Uh, whereas, you know, when he won the U.S. title a few months ago, it seemed like he was on that ascension. Then he dropped it quickly and it's just never, they've never p- kind of put him back on track. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, at least he won. You know, that is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. What was the dancing stuff he was doing? Has he been doing that the last few weeks? With the what? With the what now? Like he's dancing. doing these little dance moves in, in in the ring. Did it like at the beginning and at the end, which for Ricochet, I would expect him to be doing much cooler stuff. And he, you know, <laughs> he was doing with his hands the little, doing like a little dance a few times. Oh, actually, here's a good question though to to tie uh, into your viewpoint on this, Matt. What was the most depressing win you ever had? Where you're like, yeah, it's a victory, but I just went over this guy. Like, what was the one where you're like, this is where I'm at, really? Hmm. Tag team championships for TNA. My second, my second time wasn't depressing. Yeah, it, it was. Um, they continue to think that this will appease me, shut me up, versus me continuing to talk to Russo about what are we doing to get me to, to the world championship because this this is not the right path this is a very big veer off the road here but bro we're gonna put the tag titles on you you and crimson are gonna be like the freaking road warriors but bigger <laughs> <laughs> you know and those types of situations you know yeah. not to be a little spoiled brat but in no offense to crimson either but it just never that that's about this the similar type thing i i could compare it to from me personally even on the commentary tonight, Lawler, I mean, it sounded like he couldn't even remember the Ricochet thing. He's got the video game moves. It was uh, very, I mean, they seem to kind of be forcing the hype for Ricochet tonight. I think Ricochet is probably the biggest main roster blown opportunity uh, in recent memory. No, he's not. Nakamura is. Um, God, Sami Zayn, I can argue, maybe really? is. Um, Neville. I mean, well, yeah. Those guys had a lot more time and stock put into them in NXT than Ricochet did. Um, yeah. Especially Nakamura. In, in, in some sense, Kevin Owens. like Kevin uh, Owens to a degree. Sure, I agree with that. Samoa Joe to a degree. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> opportunities. Sasha Banks, uh, Bailey. 
Oh, Bailey, there you go. Yeah, uh, man. Okay, so, you know, probably harder to point out the, the success stories on the main roster in recent memory than it is Which the is failures. Which is BS. Yeah. Such a BS. Um, so Ricochet won that match. After we went backstage to the Street Profits, it's poor guys. I mean, like you said, Matt, better than taking bumps, but uh, them and AOP are the hottest tag teams on Raw, and they didn't get, you know, I don't know. Compare that to the tag match we saw later in the night, and we'll talk about it. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, the Street Profits thing keeps going. I just don't think they have a plan for them. Um, It's too bad because none of these tag teams are over on Raw right now, and the street profits are the most over thing, you know, tag team on the on the brand. So do something with them. Get rid of the Viking Raiders for now. Not, you know, at least move them into something else. Get them to finally start getting reaction before getting them back in your top feud. They we'll get, get zero free. Yeah, we will. Go ahead. Okay, Charlotte Flair versus Sarah Logan. Now, I know we talked about this. It was good that Sarah beat down Charlotte yeah. uh, last week or the week before. Right. Tonight, they had this match. It didn't really turn into much before Charlotte got a decisive victory and then kicked the crap out of, uh, out of her after the match, after she put her robe on. So does this help Sarah in the long run, Matt? I, I don't know, and here's why. Because how do we know this wasn't a test? Okay. By having her do it twice with her now. This is twice. Um, and I've seen times where events will put people in these situations in which they'll lose. And it was all to... Te- in fact, you know what? We just saw it the other night WWE Network talking about Isaac Yankum when he yeah. wrestled like Undertaker. Um, good things can come out of that. And they do these weird tests every once in a while. Sarah Logan is too damn tall too damn strong and too damn different looking in my opinion and a money feud for for charlotte maybe one day for them just to throw her away like that and just have two win you know what i mean it has to go somewhere maybe not right away but i felt like this was a test to see where she was in her development i don't know i hope usually when someone's beaten so you know handily and then beaten up again after the match that's usually a uh (laughs) Yeah, we got nothing for you know. Like either they're leaving the company or uh, they've got nothing Usually. for them. Yeah. Really quick, really quick. Fun times with games donated dollar ninety nine. Thank you. And asked why are the Viking dorks the champs? I agree. I totally agree with this that they are <laughs> dorks, and I don't know why they're champs either, my friend. I got nothing. And uh, Gary Parodies a buck ninety nine to say suck it, Raj. <laughs> LOL, JK, oh. my brother. Welcome back, man. Yeah, thank you, Gary. Yes. Um, I will say this about <laughs> um, about Sarah. Her new gear, I don't think, is doing her any any favor. She yeah. looked like, I mean, Charlotte looks like a star in there, and she looked like someone straight out yeah. of the indies. Uh, and, I mean, as goofy as the Viking stuff looked before, it, at least it stood out. It looked more um, more big time, big league, uh, as opposed to what she's wearing now. She looked like she just, you know... Um, Got done watching a movie and, and ran to the ring. <laughs> it's a little creator wrestler like her look. It's not um, polished. I, I think uh, they could do something cooler with the concept if she wants to do sort of a wilderness um, or hunter theme. I think there's a lot cooler things they could do as opposed to what she's currently got going on. Yeah. 
After that, we saw, let's see, Kevin Owens talking to Samoa Joe ahead of tonight's main event, the fist fight. We went out to the ring and saw Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. Uh, Paul Heyman doing a Southern dialect, telling people to respect the champ, and then said, you know what, screw it after the booze. Uh, his client does not suck, and they were both leaving to go out of the ring. But then he, they got back in the ring. Heyman cut a variation on his usual promo, uh, talking about yeah. Brock at the Royal Rumble. And then, I'll argue this was the high point of the night, Our truth came out to uh, cut a hell of a promo about entering the Royal Rumble to take out Paul Heyman. Uh, realized that Paul Heyman was not going to be in the Royal Rumble, but Brock Lesnar was, then undeclaring himself for the Rumble. And this went on for quite some time. This was like a five-minute segment, during which R-Truth, I don't think I've ever seen Brock Lesnar, I don't think I've ever seen Brock Lesnar laugh this much or look like he was having this much fun in a segment. <laughs> R-Truth is entertaining, man. He's a good promo, too, if he wants, when they want, when they want to make him one. Yeah, our truth he can he can go back and forth with me sometimes. Where sometimes I'm like, all right, this is starting to run its course, and then tonight yes, it's back to too. like this was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um, me too. Yeah, and I thought you know at first when he was starting out, I was like, eh, and then it just got better and better. Paul Heyman ripping on Kentucky, which I was actually born in Kentucky, so really ripping on my home state. I know, yeah, wow. a lot of people wouldn't have guessed that, but yeah, I was born in Kentucky, um, but. Uh, <laughs> Every I thought this segment would just really worked. I thought Truth undeclaring himself uh, at the <laughs> was great, um, and yeah, Brock was just awesome with this. So this was, you know, in many ways, this was the highlight of the show for me. Yeah. When Brock did uh, attack our Truth at the end there and was looking at the twenty four seven title, Matt, did you think Brock was going to say screw it and pin <laughs> Truth to become the twenty four seven champion and be Brocky two belts? No, I Brocky two belts. No, I thought I thought there was more of a chance of him finding a way to rip the belt in half. <laughs> yes. I thought they could do that too and uh, retire the title. That was my other thought. Yeah, just chuck it in the crowd. Like I thought for sure he was going to do something with that title, so it's never <laughs> it's never more again. Yeah. <laughs> this was great though tonight. I mean this this is what they need to be doing for Brock. Think about what haven't we done? How can we make this different? Um, I'll take this over Heyman just going out there and, and spouting his usual spiel. Yeah. But this is very, very delicately done. Our truth hit this out of the park. Yeah. If right. this was done with anybody else, this would not have worked. Yeah. And before Brock attacked him, our truth was saying, what's up? What's yes. up? And then after Brock got the mic and goes, that's what's up. And Brock, the, the few times he takes the mic, it's always gold. You know, everything he says. It reminded uh, me of his, his face-off with Heath Slater like three right. years ago. The I don't give a shit about your kids promo. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's gold. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. This was, this was the highlight of the show for me. Yeah. Um, but after that, Mojo Rawley <laughs> went, attacked Truth uh, when he was being held up. Uh, helped up the ramp and mojo is now the 24 7 champion so from a match uh with ricochet to the 24 7 title the mojo story continues in wwe and who knows don't care yeah our truth might have already regained it they've been doing you know like the so many of these 24 7 changes after the show so we'll see i'm telling you man i would i would take truth in a feud with brock Figure it's no more or less believable than anyone else they've put up against him, especially if Brock's going to just go over eventually. 
Yeah. It's weird with Mojo. He's got, if you listen to him cut a promo, he can do it. He's good. Um, he's got size. He's got a good look. But that, that ring outfit just looks horrendous. He just has not been able to piece it together. And, and it's, it's, it's man, that time, that clock is ticking because the more he gets stuck in this 24 7, you know, uh, quagmire, the, the worse it's going to be for his more career. Damage he gets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that tonight, we had Bobby Lashley versus Rusev. Of course, Lana Bobby was out. La- yeah. Lashley looked freaking jacked tonight, like extra jacked. I don't think the problem with this storyline is Lashley's physique. I mean, he's looking good. No, it's not. I'm just pointing. I'm just pointing yeah. something out. I'm not saying it doesn't make it good or not. I'm just pointing it out that there's somebody who takes the gym seriously. He's in a main event angle. He's not coming in out of shape. Ain't wearing a t-shirt. Um, and he's putting every single ounce of this opportunity out, you know, into the gym as possible to make sure that's what you should be doing when you're in a main event. You shouldn't be getting in crappier shape. You should yeah. be getting in better shape. And so many of these other guys don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like a superstar. And uh, it's what a real athlete does. And I'm going to try and be positive about the fact that this is one of the few stories they're really telling right now. Um, like it or not, I, I just wish they would have more of this, you know? Because if this were shorter and there were 10 different stories to follow an episode of Raw, I think that we wouldn't be judged um, as harshly if there was more going on. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with this storyline. As as bad as a lot of the segments are, as cheesy as it is, um, this has been like the only long-term storyline that they've done, and it's been uh, a hit as far as ratings go. Um, you know, it, the ratings yep. always go up for these segments. So, so it, we can't say anything. We can't say, hey, it's just not our cup of tea. That's the best we can say because the ratings prove a different story. Yeah, and imagine if you do this kind of storytelling more often and do it, you know, not corny, you know, see where the, see where that takes you. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it, this just shows like storylines and characters are, you know, people care about that more than, you know, just matches. Kevin Langhoff with a $5 super chat. Thank you, Kevin saying, imagine Brock gets eliminated by the second entrant. Be cool. If it was Kofi getting revenge Goldberg 2.0, I doubt that will happen, but I would not be upset if it did. Yeah, me either. But that ain't happening. Brock doesn't work long matches. I mean, that's one thing we've seen. He doesn't. He's. I don't see him being in there for the whole hour. So, uh, I could see him getting eliminated earlier more than uh, staying that late. Yeah. After a night, what if he just goes in there and yells "psych" and then walks out of there? <laughs> just to see him mania points to the sign and leaves. Good. Part for the course. I, I can see that. <laughs> he doesn't care. It'll be interesting to see who he faces, you know. Uh, I still think yeah. it'll be Edge, but we'll see. Okay. Um, so, Bobby Rusev. Lana is in Bobby's corner. Now, I thought Liv Morgan declared she was going to be in Rusev's corner last week. So, I was surprised they waited to have Liv come down at ringside um, and get into it with Lana when she ultimately did. Lana took a uh, drink from a quote-unquote fan and threw it in Liv's face. That distraction caused uh, Bobby to sweep Rusev's leg. Uh, it was weird. It looks like he was trying to go for a low blow, but he like took his leg out um, and then get the pin and the win uh, with the spear after the distraction. Um, 
so next week, this is going to be a mixed match with Bobby and Lana together versus Rusev and Liv. I didn't think it made sense for Lana to want to have this match, actually, afterwards. She got the last laugh on Liv. She threw freaking uh, the drink right in her face. Her guy won because of it. It made no sense for her to want to have a piece of Liv, I thought. Exactly. I agree with you, Matt. It seemed like the the baby faces got punked. They should be the ones that were really wanting the revenge, and the heels are trying to avoid it since they got the you know the the better of them this week. Uh, the way Lashley beat Rusev, I don't know. It just uh, and kind of keeps getting the the better of him. Makes yeah. me think that uh, you know Rusev. He he did change his uh, Twitter uh, bio to soon to be a free agent. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they're just playing us with all that. Though it could be, but there has been no word of him signing a new contract, and his contract was coming up. Huh? He, yeah, we're not giving him any big wins. Uh, you know, in, in a feud like this, to keep him hot, you'd probably want to. So we'll see. AEW already has too many wrestlers; they're not using. Um, there's also I mean, New Japan ROH sure. now is trying to trying to come back. Impact is you know they're throwing some money into the product. I mean I think Rusev to Impact, no offense, uh, would be a big step for, down for him right now at this point. But um, you think? <laughs> no, but they can't afford it, to pay it, him WWE money. It sorry, would be a fall down a flight about five flights of stairs for Rusev if you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, what, what do you think the top paid talent on Impact or ROH is making currently? I, I, I don't know. I'm so out of that loop. I swear to God, I'm not trying to sound cool guy. I used to work there. I love wrestling there. Yeah. It was a different company when I wrestled there, I would argue. But still, I don't know. I have no clue about anything that's even happened. There. That's how out of the loop I am. Uh, Same the, with Ring of Honor. Yeah. I'd say the top guy is probably low six figures um, in Impact. ROH, Marty Skrull just re-signed. Um, he's also got a creative position. He's uh, on the booking committee. And, you know, according to uh, Dave Meltzer, it's the most lucrative contract in ROH history. So he's apparently making WWE main roster money for only working about 40, 40 dates a year. So Yeah, but who on the main roster? Like Mojo money? I mean, not AJ money. No, but now, like, the, the low end is, you know, starting to become 250 grand. What? To- why would you want a job on creative if you're an active wrestler? So I'm confused by that. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm not I being think, a smart ass. Why? Right. I mean, I, I mean, I could see some, you know, a lot of people love playing fantasy booker and thinking they can make the product better. And it's, and apparently one of the things he wants to do is try to forge a relationship between ROH and AEW, um, which I see. I don't see any reason why AEW would do that. Uh, I don't see what they have to gain from it. Um, it's not Nothing, like a bunch of no, nobody, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't see it happening. I, I see no benefit for AEW, so yeah. What did you think of uh, the promo that Rusev and Liv cut after this match, Matt? Um, as Raj would say, it was there, it was there. He kept saying, Waste of my breath, waste of my <sighs> breath. Ah. <sighs> Wasn't Rusev's strongest promo? For, that's for sure. I want so much. Liv looks scary. She, she looked. Yeah. Uh, she, she had that intense look. We'll see. We'll see how this pans out. I'm uh, 
cautiously optimistic. But let's talk about the, the match of the year thus far, the Viking Raiders versus the Singh brothers. <laughs> like, okay, so why you've got AOP on one end of the spectrum, the most legitimate badasses as far as tag teams go. I think they're more credible than Usos, any other tag team in the company right now. AOP looks like they could FS up more uh-huh. than anyone else in the business right now. So you've got them on one end and you've got street profits, which are just charisma machines that can also put on a pretty damn entertaining match. It's like, why aren't these two teams battling for the titles instead of the uh, cosplayers and the Singh brothers, yeah. which yeah. is like, this is like Brazango light, this gimmick at this point. Well, this is meant to be just a, you know, just a squash. It's not meant to be, a big feud or anything it's sure, just right. a placeholder um but yeah i mean i agree with you i mean viking raiders they've been doing these squashes for for months now and really making these guys look strong and the fans do not care i think they don't care yeah ever since the beginning when they were called the viking experience um it, it just never really got their footing i mean with the goofy i mean matt you've you've talked about it week in week out and i i agree with you their their outfits uh they just look goofy. Their promo, their promo that they cut at the beginning of the match was so stereotypical, like 1980s, like sea level heel. Um, right. They just, I mean, they, they're just like a world apart from what they were doing in NXT. Hey, really quick, Justin Lopez from the Super Chat just donated five dollars. Thank you very much, Justin. He said, "I think the Street Profits are <laughs> are on their way to hosting Mania at this point." I. Sadly, think that WWE would think that's like a magically great idea right. to have them host it. You know they would. If they thought, what do you call it, uh, Kofi and them um, New Day. could host it. If New Day can host it, True Profits definitely could. You know it's WWE's terrible thinking. Um, oh, let's hope not. Let's hope these guys get a damn match. Yeah. I think I mean, it'll be a four-way so tag better. match. Maybe like a four-way match like it was in uh, – what was the three-way turn into a four-way when the Hardys came out? Guys, really quick, back to Viking Raiders. Yeah. Did you see during the mat, during their, the beginning of their match, did you see the two guys in the blue suits? Like in, in the guys ground? In the arena. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. two stood out to me. I wanted to know who they were <laughs> more than anything <laughs> that happened in this match. <laughs> Swear to God, I'm not joking. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good, guys. (laughs) It's not good. (laughs) It's just bad. It reminds me of um, when WWE was hot pre WCW, kind of getting it together. I remember flipping past TBS in the mid '80s and just being like, "This isn't cool." Like WWF is Um, when it was like the early, early days, and that's what the Viking Raiders remind me of. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's it's and yeah, it's too it's bad because they're talented dudes. We've you just look at them when they were the War Raiders in NXT, just uh, and you know at Takeover during WrestleMania weekend last last year. I mean, those guys were on fire, and they've just been with all the little enhancements and upgrades that they've had on the main roster. It's just been hurting them. So Asuka versus Becky Lynch, a contract signing tonight for their championship match for the Raw Women's Title at the Royal Rumble. Um, 
As far as contract signings go, this actually was handled quite expediently with both of them signing the document to make the match. But then afterwards, Asuka sprayed green mist in Becky's eyes. Becky uh, accordingly freaked out and uh, was they were trying to like cleanse her eyes. She demanded a mic and then cut very impassioned promo. What do you think of this, Matt, specifically in how they had Becky react? I mean, she really sold the miss more than anyone else ever has. Um, and then cut a uh, very emotional promo, which, as we've discussed before, that can go either way. How do you think it came across tonight? Because it was different and because we thought we were going to go to black after this, that they were going to fade to black and go to commercial break. And then she went into her promo instead. was mm-hmm. awesome. Different, totally different aesthetic feel to it. Um, completely different. Um, there's more to this. I even I want to talk about and address. Yeah, it's 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 Oscar's um, and her tag partner's energy. They had a ton of energy out there. So much so, I almost wonder if it was tough for people to follow. Did they just look crazy? Is that supposed to be what they are now? Are they crazy? Um, I liked it for what it's worth. Um, Oscar's face paint, you know what I mean? Felt that was different, or am I imagining that? Um, I don't know. I thought the whole presentation between Oscar and her partner was a little bit different tonight. Um, super charismatic. By the same time I say that they're crazy and all over the place, they felt super charismatic to me as well. And I don't know one word that they said in their ring, right? Um, I don't know. I, I love the stuff with that, but I know the end all be all supposed to be the promo that Becky cut. That's what this whole thing was to lead to and get to. And for that, I, I thought they did a good job of having Becky sound like you said, impassioned, and it came out of nowhere, unexpected. Yeah. Raj, what did you think? Yeah, I, I thought uh, I think Oscar and Kyrie Sane have been killing this. They've been killing it with this heel turn. They've been doing great. They look very comfortable. They're trying to be annoying, but not so much that they they look like an undercard act. You know, like they're still uh, look like badasses and a threat, but. Uh, you know, obviously also trying to get under the audience's skin. And I think Becky sold that miss better than I think I've ever seen anyone sell it. Like, with just really, like, it really, it, I was starting to believe it for a minute, you know? Like, it took me out. She did a great job selling. Uh, I, I don't like the uh, her her playing kind of scared of Asuka. I, I just think her that badass character, again, I always think of Stone Cold. If I'm be- booking Becky, I'm booking her like Stone Cold, and Stone Cold is never scared. She's he's all even if the odds are against him, he'll mention it, but he's still up to the challenge right. and not you know kind of you know down on himself and you know second guessing himself. <laughs> but that aside, I thought I thought Becky was really good here, and I thought that her promo was great. So I I, I thought this was a good segment. I just want to point out and commend uh, how much uh, liquid Matt Morgan drinks during this podcast. He never has to pee. I couldn't do it. For me, like I, that's why I limit myself to one cup of water because I'm like, if I drink more than this in a soda, I'm going to have to Sometimes stop. I do. Occasionally. Sometimes I do. Very rarely. Very rarely. I'm very, very <laughs> impressed. Um, so Kevin Langhoff here is saying that yeah. while Sasha is his favorite wrestler – he thinks you should come back to WWE, Matt, and drop a blueprint promo on Sasha Banks. <laughs> and th- thanks for no the uh, to... super chat. Yeah, thanks for the super chat, dude. Um, there'll be no money to make, though, because, again, it's guy who can't just go in there and start freaking powerbombing women wrestlers, right? <laughs> Unless you're an impact. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I heard that back then. 
Um, <laughs> do you remember we said we used to say the opposite? Was was it Stephanie McMahon used to like Barry uh, McFoley, then like Kurt Angle, and then like everybody, and then we're like, what's the payoff here? No one's ever gonna be able to get their, you know, comeuppance on her. <laughs> but I remember Batista calling her out on that too on Twitter one time. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, yeah. This was before he came back last year, but she 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 had tweeted something about slapping someone, and Batista just kind of ripped her for always slapping people and no one ever getting their comeuppance. I mean, no one ever getting their uh, revenge. Yeah. After this, we had Andrade with uh, Zelina Vega, and um, yeah, this promo against Rey Mysterio. So next week they're gonna have a rematch for the U.S. title. Uh, Zelina was uh did most of the talking here but andrade got very impassioned during the end uh raid cut a promo earlier um matt what do you think of this angle and how it's sort of playing out this this seems to exist very much in its own little bubble apart from everything else going on on raw currently it does and it feels i think passion is a good word um yeah. all par- all parties involved now even i'd say all three it's i i like it i like it now finally i didn't like it at first I think Zelina is just, she's so great. I thought she was awesome here. Um, I can't say no good things about her. She's she's really good. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this ladder match, uh, Andrade and Rey Mysterio next week. It should be awesome. Uh, I want to ask this, Sean Wall in the chat's asking, Matt, do you have any advice on working for WWE? They have an interview for a design position doing merch. I know it's been a couple of years since you've been with the company. Matt says I have. He says he yes. has an interview for a design position doing merch tomorrow. Well, no, nothing on merch, my friend. Um, yeah, yeah I got nothing for you, bud. No, my advice. Either. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, and, and act like you're not a fan. Oh yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> act like you're not a mark, and uh, act like you don't follow any wrestling sites. And uh, <laughs> shake everybody's hand and look at them in the eye. Right. Firm handshake. <laughs> and say their name. Remember their name. That's also good. Oh, yeah, good point. My advice for any interview, and I've found this when interviewing people and whatnot, is send a thank you letter either later that night or the next day. So many people forget to do that. And I kid you not, it always, always helps uh, in everything I've ever gone for. And everyone I know that does that, that's normally that, the little edge that uh, helps you get a position. Anyhow. And if people ask, what's your biggest weakness? Don't say that you work too hard. Yes, or you care too much. Right, you care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Aleister Black versus Buddy Murphy. I think we talked about this last week, Matt. This is now three times Buddy has stepped to him. Aleister, even saying he's, he's his perfect opponent, but... What does it do? I understand they're going somewhere bigger with this at the end, but at the same time, does it kill his street cred if he doesn't pick up a single win in three matches, especially three excellent matches like this against two guys that their positioning is so evenly matched? For who? Uh, for Buddy Murphy. I mean, he, he once again, it failed did to until win. tonight. It, it yeah. did until tonight. It did until tonight. Cause who's to say that in the wrestling Context that Seth Rollins was looking to add a fourth member to this group, a stable of his this whole time. And um, these three almost wins is what finally made Seth choose him, or whatever the hell. You, there's a different, there's millions of different ways you can book that. Um, do you know what I mean? But it wouldn't have been a great 
I don't think it was smart to have him lose. We're going right into this angle, but still the outcome for me is still great, though. I don't care. Interview advice. Call everyone in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and George, whoever's uh, uh, having the interview tomorrow, also be like, and these fans, they're so stupid to buy everything. So I'm just going to design you like 50 different ideas because they're going to buy one of each and we're going to make them collectible. Like these kids, <laughs> these go. kids with their money and these marks, probably not the best angle to take. Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. Uh, nor, if if they didn't do that closing angle with Buddy Murphy, I would have thought this made him look really bad. Losing three times uh, in a row, uh, not winning once, uh, and really not having any victories in the middle, unless I missed one. Again, I was gone for a couple weeks and haven't. I'm not totally caught up. But I think he had one, but that's still not enough. He, he he won a match against somebody. A a match. Didn't he win a match, Glenn? Yeah, but not against Alistair Black. So this is the not third time they've faced each other. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is one of those things. The fact that it is the third time. Um, I wonder if the ratings would go down for this match just because. I don't know if you know. It's in the third hour. There's a big college football. You know, the college championships and national championships was on tonight. Um, I don't know. This I don't. Is... I don't think people would care. Even if Buddy Murphy won, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that would have changed the ratings. One. Oh, I don't. I don't either. I, I think just with this match being on, I think the ratings will drop yeah. during that quarter hour. Definitely. <laughs> Interview <laughs> advice: Let them know you're best friends with Vince Russo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael McFarland suggested uh, sneezing and smoking will also go a long way. Um, oh man! Uh, oh, it's too bad Justin's not on tonight. We could we could conduct a mock interview. Not that Vince is interviewing, but still. Um, oh, that would be something. Uh, anyhow, Eric. Okay, so uh, after that, Buddy Murphy sat there looking dejected, didn't want to talk at all um oh and uh according to wrestling inc this was the fourth fourth match that black has gone over murphy i thought it was only three um but uh murphy sat just looking dejected didn't want to talk to anyone and then we had eric rowan versus enhancement talent eric went to show what was in the mystery cage but then got bit i believe uh bloody hand did an iron claw on the enhancement talent got an easy win after that um yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Matt, are you over the cage? Yeah, I'm over the cage. I'm not over him continuing to win, though. It, I hope okay. it goes somewhere. I hope it goes somewhere, but it's not. It's going to go for him to be fed to eventually to a semi-main event talent level wrestler. Is this going to be a, a anonymous Raw GM thing where they never uh, reveal you know, what's in the cage, or do you think they're going to... I, I think there's nothing... I think there's nothing wrong with that, actually, Glenn, uh, Raj. I think that's a smart move if I'm WWE because there's – what do you say it is? Right. What is it that could bite like that, that could right. bite your face? And that spits something. Someone was tweeting at us. I wish I had the tweet. Uh, there spits were, blood. Yeah, but there's a, there's a reptile. There's, I believe, an Asian reptile that, like, spits, oh, like, red of something out of its eyes. I don't know. Just saying there is a possibility, but it's not going to be – it's just not going to be uh, fulfilling or satisfying. Zedge saying, I'll never understand releasing Luke Harper over Eric Rowan. Harper asked. Harper asked, yeah. Yeah. But they a part of that was because they weren't using him at all, too. Yeah. Do uh, you really think hang on, do you guys to the guy who wrote that, do you really think Luke Harper 
is jealous and wishes he was in this angle right now <laughs> versus being at home and doing whatever the hell he wants to do. I, I know, man. I promise that's not what's happening. He's probably excited about being able to wrestle with some freedom. Um, he's a great talent. He can do a lot more. When you're as good as he is, you're going to want to go. That's a big part of why you do the art of wrestling is because you look at it as an art form. And he does. He totally does. Versus this crap. I think it's also, Matt, you've talked about this before as a performer, you know, there's some guys that have a lot of ambition. They believe in themselves and they're willing to bet on themselves. And there are other guys who are more than happy to collect a paycheck and no disrespect to them. That's a respectable way to earn a living. But if you're not ambitious, you know. You got to provide a living for your family, right? You got to provide money. So I think you do it for a little bit until you put your money aside and you're smart with your money, you've invested, whatever have you. And then push has got to come to shove eventually if you have any heart in this whatsoever. And you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I couldn't just sit there and just co- collect a paycheck. I don't know. Call me a mark. And most people would say that. Most people from that I started wrestling with, you know what I mean? My elder statesman would say, you're a mark. Your job is to make as much money as possible, to put food on the table for your family. Don't be a mark for yourself. You know, yeah. but... It's kind of hard not to when you grow up a little boy wanting to do this your whole life and wanting to be a world champion and things like that, right? It's hard to drown that out as yeah. well. So it'll we be have... interesting in two months. Uh, Harper oh, yeah. will be free to do what he wants, and Matt Hardy will, you know, if he's been making it Black clear order. he's not very happy, he'll be a free agent on March 1st. Dark Order. He's going to be the leader of Dark Order. Oh, God, I hope not. That's the rumor, <laughs> but I don't even, I don't think Matt can say that. I mean, he, he would he would give it a boost for a couple of weeks, but Glenn, what was after that? I apologize. No, after that was the fist fight, direction. the the three on three fist fight. They built a match around the least convincing looking attack in all of professional wrestling. A fist fight to main event tonight with the Big Show, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe versus the Authors of Pain and Seth Rollins coming down to the ring. They all start attacking Big Show. Um, yeah. Uh, a lot of this action happened out of the ring. Actually, not as many punches as you'd expect for a fist fight, probably because everyone's punches kind of look like crap, and that's not specific. I'm just trying to think of a single wrestler that throws a convincing punch. Um, but yeah, this ended up with it being a uh, last man standing, uh, essentially, on the before the ref would declare that a team couldn't go on. So uh, Buddy Murphy, Rollins recruited him to get involved in helping to take down Big Show because... Um, off the ramp and the announce desk, uh, that's where Joe and Kevin Owens got taken out. So then you had everyone uh, teaming up on Big Show. Rollins ultimately going with the stomp. But after, the big thing after Rollins and AOP won this was Buddy Murphy uh, walking with them. And now they are they are a group of four uh, going off the air tonight. Yeah. Well, I, I've, said, I've said everything I could say. I love this. I love this a lot. And that's really it. Ad nauseum. I've said this like five times already. Why right? um, <laughs> I like it. I like this for him. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was a good closing angle. I thought uh, we'll see how they follow up, but uh, I liked it too. So we got other stuff to talk about tonight, Raj. What else is going on in the world of wrestling? Uh, well, we talked about Marty Skrull resigning with ROH, so um, he's going to be there. Is so that, does that mean he's not with NWA anymore? 
So he he's he still can work other promotions. So he can work NWA, ROH. I mean, uh, New Japan. Uh, so he will be working the next uh, NWA pay per view. So yeah, he's still with NWA. Um, Tessa Blanchard won the Impact World Heavyweight Championship, first woman to win the Impact World Title. Uh, hard to kill this past weekend, but uh, that was kind of overshadowed because of a lot of women coming out against Tessa. Now Tessa tweeted out. Um, she tweeted out on Saturday, she wrote, hey, women, try supporting one another. Cool things happen. And uh, she, I think she really regrets putting that tweet out because then Chelsea Green um, attacked her for saying that she was uh, she would bully her and other uh, countless female co-workers. And then Allison Kay uh, replied and said, remember when you spat in a black woman's face and called her the N-word in Japan? Was that you supporting women? The audacity of this tweet. And... Uh, Green Chelsea Green replied and said, I remember that. Uh, several other women came out, uh, Big Swole, Kira Hogan. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a bad look for T Tessa. Tessa took to Twitter. Originally, she uh, denied those, uh, but then finally, the woman who, you know, she was accused of spitting in her face, uh, La Rosa, uh, she came out and said that the story was true. Now, they had a match in 2017 for stardom in Japan. Uh, and then they had a big brawl in the back, and, and it got super heated. They got in a fight, and that's uh, allegedly where Tessa said it now. You know, only a few people were there, but um, uh, yeah, so uh, that was that was kind of that. But Impact, they did not change their plans, um, and Tessa still winning the title. So, um, yeah. Man. Are you sure it was La Rosa? It was La Rosa, or was it um, Black Rose? Is what it translate her name translates to from Puerto Rico? Yeah. She really? I did a gimmick. I did a spot with her. Um, she was the manager of. Oh God, who was it when I was in Puerto Rico? Um, the guy Valvina stole his entrance from. Uh, what was his name? El Bronco. She was El Bronco's manager when I was there. She's been doing this for a while. Yeah. Many years. Um, damn, that's a shame though, that that happened to her. That's true. Yeah, if it's true, again, you know. She's cool. Yeah, I, I don't see her lying, you know, so. But we weren't in the room, so who knows. True. Um, true. So, yeah, that's. Uh, that's a that's big a... deal. She won the men's championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Impact seems to just have this, I mean, regardless of, of Tessa's actions, which again, if true, absolutely deplorable, but uh, Impact can, seems to have be cursed at this point, that there is nothing they can do that somehow doesn't end with them worse off than they were before. This is crazy when you think about it, right? You think like a, women, a, a woman winning the male championship would be front page news, right? I didn't see anything about that today. Yeah. You know, um, again, it's impact. Uh, you know, China won the intercontinental title. You know, twenty what was it? Twenty was this it thirty years? Impact's ago? World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, yeah, but um, I'm, a belt I'm just... I don't believe Matt Morgan ever held, if I'm uh, remembering correctly. Yeah, and not many yeah. people have. I mean, uh, so yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens, but um, yeah, not a not a, a controversial. Uh, weekend for Tessa, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of controversy, Triple H got in a little trouble. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, he was doing a, uh, a media scrum, you know, talking to members of the media. And uh, he, he made a crack. He said something about Paige. And then he wrote, uh, he wrote and they were talking about Paige and Edge uh, possibly returning. And he said, uh, when you're talking about people as talented as Edge, Paige, who wouldn't want them to return? I'm a fan just like everybody else. Yeah, I would love to see them step into the ring and compete. But more importantly than that, though, I'd love to see them long, live long, healthy lives. You know, Edge has kids. Paige, maybe she probably has some she doesn't know of. Um, so the room started. Oh, geez. Like, yeah. So Triple H is Michael Scott, we've confirmed with this. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's something I could easily see him saying back in the DX days. You know, that kind of a crack. Um but you know, having been an executive for this long, and to to say that to say it's stupid is uh, an understatement. Uh, so Renee Young replied and said, "Big love to Paige." Oh, so Paige replied and said, "Even my boss jokes about me. No wonder you guys still do it too." Oh, uh, Renee yeah. Young uh, wrote, "Big love to Paige. She's been to hell and back, but still, some people want to make jokes. We need, and she deserves a real change." And then the Bella Twins tweeted, we will never see the true change in equality if we just see them as storylines. Change in a company starts from the top. Our leaders help set the example. For us women, we need all the help we can get. Help with respect from our coworkers and fans. We are all one, one love. So, um, so let me, let, let, let just, yeah, let me, let me, yeah, I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think he meant it maliciously, but I absolutely get why or it was tone deaf. I mean, similar yeah. to uh, when they included uh, Charlotte's brother's suicide in a storyline, just like why do you do, why do you do this shit that you know is going to be received poorly? Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I think also he would not Triple H when they made that crack about Ronda Rousey or, or Charlotte Flair, right? So. Um, mm. I don't know. Well, but it is you know, it's uh, yeah, uh, it was a, a a dumb thing to say. Yeah, it's twenty twenty, man. It's twenty twenty. Anyhow, do we have do we have a more upbeat note, Raj? Here, I feel like you know this is just all controversy and uh, the the tense times we live in. Yeah, Diamond Dallas Page returning to the ring on Wednesday. We've got an exclusive interview with him. I, I talked to him last week. Uh, he talks about this is going to be a sixth decade, I think he said, um, where he'll be wrestling a match. Is that right? 80s, 90s, zeros, uh, ones, two, fifth, fifth decade. Oh, and I want to apologize for there's uh, Reed Flair. The official cause of death was an overdose. I apologize for that. I know some people speculated, but I don't want to be incorrect about that. I'm sorry, Raj. Continue. Yeah. Um, so we got Diamond Dallas Page, Jake the Snake Roberts, a bunch of cool stuff. Um, so, yeah. It's uh, it'll it'll be a cool week here on the site, and Royal Rumble coming up. It doesn't feel like it really from TV. It doesn't. It's just kind of kind of there. Yep. Considering it's kind of like the second biggest pay per view of the year, um, but we'll we'll see how they do it with the the go home next week. Yeah. AEW is uh, going to be interesting versus NXT. What do you think, Raj? Your two cents on the AEW versus NXT ratings from last Wednesday? I think NXT, uh, it seems like they're in trouble. Um, 
I mean, I think this is one of the things we've talked about a lot in the past where AEW looks major league. It feels lively. I, I found NXT kind of hard to watch last week. Um, you know, in general, the atmosphere and everything, I always say it every week. Uh, but then on top of that, it just seemed like just mid-carter after mid-carter. Like, uh, nothing was important. Um, yeah. so, and and AEW, you know, they had a bad show, the, the last show of the, the year, left on a bad note. And I think they learned from that. And, uh, yeah, I think they're they're doing a lot more right than NXT is right now. I think NXT has to move out of full sale. It's going to catch up to them. Um, but I mean, they destroyed NXT last week. Eighty-nine percent in the demo, uh, they beat them by. So I mean, that's a that's a big number. NXT didn't finish in the top fifty uh, in cable that night in in the in the demo. So uh, it's a cause a it's a cause for concern, and uh, we'll see if it continues this week. Yeah. Hey, DDP is wrestling a match in twenty twenty. We're living in the future. Yeah. And MJF, uh, who's on the other side, it's MJF, Blake, and Blade against uh, DDP. Oh, gosh, who are the other two? Um, Dustin Rhodes and, uh, gosh, what's that guy's name? Oh, uh, the one that we said, who in the hell is this guy and why is he in the match? (laughs) Yeah, him. Um, MJF now, he, he was under contract with the MLW and AEW. His MLW contract has expired. He's now just exclusively AEW, so... Um, yeah, MJF finished up with MLW this past weekend. Yeah, there you have it. Uh, we'll be back here Wednesday night. QT. That's, that's yes. Back here Wednesday. Raj, uh, what's the lineup this week? So I'm going to be out Friday of this week. So we have Justin Wednesday night with me and Matt. Yeah, Justin, uh, the Wednesday night crew, you two and Justin. And then I think I'll be filling in for you on Friday. Sounds good. He's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Rajagiri underscore 303. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein Wrestling Inc., top source for all the latest wrestling news. We'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.